Welcome to Naturally Well, a podcast to help you live a healthier and happier life with a Nordic twist. I'm your host, Kate Turner, registered dietitian, personal trainer, Nordic Naturals nutrition specialist, and owner of Live Well with Kate. Today's guest is John Gordon. John's best-selling books and talks have inspired readers and audiences around the world. His principles have been put to the test by numerous Fortune 500 companies, professional and college sports teams, school districts, hospitals, and nonprofits. His books include the timeless classic, The Energy Bus, which has sold over 3 million copies and is one of my personal favorites, The Carpenter, which was a top five business book of the year, Training Camp, The Power of Positive Leadership, The Power of a Positive Team, The Coffee Bean, and his newest release, The One Truth. Some of his clients include the Los Angeles Dodgers, In-N-Out Burger, the Los Angeles Rams, Campbell Soup, Dell, Publix, Southwest Airlines, the Chicago Bulls, and more. John is a graduate of Cornell University and holds a master's in teaching from Emory University. He and his training and consulting company are passionate about developing positive leaders, organizations, and teams. In this episode, John shares the tools and mindset needed to feel energized every single day while tuning into yourself and what fills your cup up. John is one of the few authors where I can read his books in less than a week and not only be entertained the whole time, but get so many inspiring nuggets of wisdom that I want to put into action right away. So back away from your coffee pot and listen up on how we can feel energized the natural way. John, welcome to the show. I was just saying I've been trying to get you on probably since I started reading your book and I have now read The Energy Bus twice. Um, I have not read your new book, One Truth, but that's next on my list and I can't wait to dive into it today. So thank you so much for coming on. Hey, Kate, thanks for having me. It's an honor to be with you. So I'd love, I think you, I know your story from listening to you on some other podcasts, but I would love for you to tell our listeners a little bit more about your story and journey. I kind of call you like the energy ambassador, (laughs) but how you became this energy ambassador and also don't get too tired from it, right? Because sometimes it's tiring always having like the best energy, but how do you, you know, what's your story? And then how do you keep that energy up? Well, what I think is ironic is that I'm not, not naturally positive. I think I always had a lot of energy as a kid. My parents and I was bouncing off the walls all the time and I still have a lot of energy today, but it wasn't always so positive. I struggled so much in my late 20s, early 30s, negativity, depression, fear, stress, worry. What about my life? Like a lot of people are going through today, a lot of young people, especially all trying to figure out their life, feeling more anxious than ever. And that was me. And I knew I needed to change, but I wasn't ready to change. And then my wife gave me an ultimatum. She's like, I love you, but I'm not going to spend my life with someone who makes me so miserable. You need to change. And it was a huge, huge wake up call for me. And I wanted to change. I wanted to get better. I wanted to stay married. So that began this journey of working to become a more positive person. And I was studying at the time, you know, ways to be more positive. This was the emerging field of positive psychology. So we're talking 2001, 2002. Not a lot of people were talking about positivity back in the day. And so for me, I wanted to be more positive and I started to research all these ideas. I then practiced them. And as I saw benefits, I started a weekly positive newsletter. This was an e-newsletter. Again, 2002, not many people were doing e-newsletters back in the day. Now everyone has one and there was no social media. So I started sharing these tips and then people started reading these tips. 
Next thing you know, it led to me getting a book deal to then writing and speaking. And I've realized that my, my whole life has been a quest to get better myself and then help others get better. And actually my new book, The One Truth, I sort of share why, like the brain is an antenna. And when you have a healthy antenna, you start to tune into more positive thoughts. And that really helped me, I believe, with my, with my depression, as did taking walks of gratitude every day. I read you can't be stressed and thankful at the same time. So I was doing these walks every day, practicing gratitude. And again, do it one day, it's not going to do a whole lot. But weed the negative, feed the positive. Every day for now, it's been almost 18 years. The garden of your mind starts to look a whole lot better. It looks magnificent after all this time. After a week, it looks better. Month, wow, the garden looks great. Year, wow, amazing garden. Now we're talking 18 years. It's a completely different, beautiful, magnificent garden. I have so many more positive thoughts. I have so much more positive energy. I wake up every day excited with purpose and passion. But I do want people to know that was not me years ago. And I struggled. So wherever you are on this journey, I know that you can improve. I know you can get better. I know you can find ways to get more healthy and more whole. And that's why conversations like this are so important. Yeah, no. And did you find, John, in the beginning when you were on this journey of like trying to get, be more positive, have more positive energy, when like those days or moments creep in where obviously when we do anything new or we're like doing any type of new practice or trying to create new habit, sometimes it can be tiring as much as it can feed us and we can be almost have that like healthy addiction to it. Like maybe when you like start working out again, you're exercising those endorphins, right? They're pulling you back in, but it's also like, it's hard to make it back to the gym. What's your best advice for people that are like, okay, I want to start this journey. I am going to actively try to have more positive thoughts. I'm going to, you know, whether they read some of your books and take some of those notes. But then when those moments or days creep in where you're like, I just don't want to be positive today. How did you, did you experience that one? Yes. And it, yes. So how, how do you handle that? I'm so glad you asked that because this is real life. This is real yeah. authenticity. This is a journey. Like this is not about, oh, I'm Mr. Positive and you can be too if you, you want to be like me. This is knowing we're all going through a struggle in life. We're all facing mm -hmm. adversity. And the minute you decide to be positive, what happens is you're going to get tested. So there are going to be days that you don't feel like getting up and being positive. There are days where everything comes your way that wants to make you more and more negative. But my best piece of advice came from Dr. James Gills. He's the only person mm -hmm. on the planet to complete six double Ironman triathlons. So that's a double Ironman, which means you do an Ironman, a day later you do another one. And the last time he did it, he was 59 years old. And so he was asked how he did it. He said this, I've learned to talk to myself instead of listen to myself. He said, if I listen, I hear all the fear, the negativity, the doubt, all the reasons why I can't finish this race. But if I talk to myself, I can feed myself with the words and the encouragement that I need to keep on moving forward. So self-talk really is important. It really is essential. People talk about affirmations, but Olympic athletes use it all the time. Professional athletes use it all the time. Statements like, I am strong. I am more powerful than my circumstances. I am ready to take on this challenge. I am more focused on getting healthy rather than allowing the stuff to bring me back to my past. And so you say those things and you talk to yourself in a positive way and then having a vision of where you're going. 
and why you're going there and what is it you want to create? What is it that you want to build? What is it that you want to be? What do you want to become? As you think about your vision, you think about your purpose and day in and day out, you're talking to yourself. You start to win the battle of your mind and you start to move closer and closer to your vision. Now, there'll be days you have two steps back. It's okay. You have two steps back. Now, get back on the track and then have five steps forward. You're going to have a couple steps back. Okay, 10 steps forward. And over time, you gain this positive momentum. And it's not getting down when you have the two steps back. That's what happens. I think people have the two steps back. They feel bad. They feel guilt. They feel shame. They beat themselves up and they just give up. We don't give up because it's hard. We give up because we get discouraged. And that's why encouragement is so important. That's why optimism is essential. And positivity and belief and vision are game changers when you have them within you to keep moving forward through the struggles. Because otherwise we get discouraged and we get down, we give up. So my advice is you just keep going. You keep moving forward. You took two steps back. That's okay. Forgive yourself and just keep moving forward. What happens is the voices of guilt and shame and the negativity and all those negative thoughts now flood in. And that's why we have to tune into the positive every day. T-U-N-E. This is from my new book, The One Truth. T-U-N-E. T is trust and truth. So trust, tomorrow's gonna be better than today. Trust in your ability. If you believe in a higher power, trust in your higher power. I do, it's been powerful for me. Truth, speak truth to the lies. When the lies say, oh, you're a loser. Oh, you should just give up. Oh, you'll never make it. Oh, you're not smart enough, good looking enough, pretty enough, powerful enough, successful enough. When they attack you, those negative thoughts, which they do often, don't give up. Speak truth to the lies. And the truth is, no. I'm here to be, I'm here to be the best of myself today. I'm here to, to, to keep going forward. The truth is I want to do great things because deep down I have greatness within me. And so I'm going to continue to speak truth every day to those lies like Dr. James Gills did. Words of encouragement, words of life. So that's trust and truth. You is unite with love. Instead of fear dividing you, unite with love because fear does divide. And the root for the Greek word of anxious means to separate and divide. So negative thoughts separate us. They divide us. They weaken us. And they make us feel powerless. So we give up. We're not going to allow that to happen. We're going to make sure that we unite with love. What does that mean? I'm going to love this journey. I'm going to love that I get to do this. I'm going to love the challenges. If I'm an athlete, I'm going to love the competition. If I'm in business, I'm going to love that I get to speak to my clients today. I'm going to love the opportunity to sell to them. And even if I get rejected, every day is an opportunity to grow, to get better, to improve. So I'm just going to love it. I always share this with professional athletes and it helps them perform at a higher level because in a world of social media, people are so fearful of messing up, of making a mistake. They're so fearful of the outcome. So they're always worried about the outcome. The key is to not worry about the outcome. Don't fear it. Love the moment and love the process. This is like a game changer. So the minute you focus on love, fear dissipates and it tunes you into a higher frequency. Why? Because love is the highest frequency of all. Love is the literally highest, powerful, most incredible frequency in the universe. So it's all about love. Then there's, there's N, neutralize the negativity. So when the negativity does come in, neutralize it. Gandhi said, I will not let anyone walk through my mind with their dirty feet. And so make sure we neutralize it and don't allow it to affect us. My wife will literally say, stop. When the negativity comes in, she'll say, stop. And then she'll replace it with words of life and words of encouragement. And when you encourage, the word encourage means to put courage into. So when you're encouraging someone, you put encourage into them. And then 
E, that encouragement is part of elevating our thinking. E. So we have trust in truth, unite with love, neutralize the negativity, and elevate your thinking. Optimism, belief, encouragement, hope. And people often poo-poo positivity. Like, oh, that's just fake positivity. That's just Pollyanna positive. It's so funny how they think that. Well, what's the alternative? Negative thinking? <laughs> Pessimism? Pessimism do not, pessimists do not change the world. And I would challenge people. The research from Duke University shows that optimists work harder, get paid more, and are more likely to succeed in business and sports. And what they found was that these optimists, because they believed in a brighter, better future, they took the actions necessary to create it. So often what we believe determines what we create. And this goes to our health too. If we believe that we're going to eat healthy, if we believe that we can be healthy, if we believe after an illness or a diagnosis that we can get better, we have more and more research that shows that those level of beliefs actually determine the healing process and how well we heal and even how fast we heal. So there is so much to the power of belief that people are not taking advantage of. And I'm telling you, start with those positive beliefs, real beliefs, real hope, real optimism, and you'll see it change your life. So practically, gratitude is so powerful because the research shows you can't be stressed and thankful at the same time. I love when people create their success of the day. I'm a big fan of everyone starting a success journal. So before you go to bed, you write down your success of the day. What was the one great thing that happened today? This is great for kids as well. Do with kids. Because instead of going to bed feeling like a failure and ruminating in your mind of all the things that went wrong, all the things that didn't go right, the people that wronged you, the negative things that you heard and what was said to you, no, I'm going to focus on the one great thing that happened. What happens? You go to bed a success. You then wake up a success. And now you're ready to create more and more success again and again. So it's a really powerful, simple strategy that has had a huge impact on a lot of people. The gratitude and success, again, practical but very powerful. Oh, I love that, John. That's a that's a great tip. And I'm I think one of the biggest things and this was like a part of the energy bus too that when you start seeing your own positivity you're motivated to keep going when you see how it affects the people around you. Yeah. Which right like there's twofold. There's yes, like if you are practicing it for a while and you're let's say you're you know, with your coworkers a lot or with your family a lot, you're going to rub off on them. Um, and that's such a positive motivator to keep going. And it just makes, to me, it just makes life better. But what do you do when the people around you, you find you're trying to be positive, you're trying to be positive and they're continuing to be negative or you almost feel like they're trying to suck your energy? How do you protect your energy? And keep it authentic, you know, yeah. rather than like, okay, they're being negative. I'm just going to be positive because it's, you know, we want to feel like really authentic in ourselves as well. How do you navigate those situations? Well, you have to remember, we always create from the inside out. And this is a big part of the one truth. We don't create from the outside in. So it looks like that person outside you has power over you, but, but they don't. There were so many people during presidential elections hating whatever president they hated and getting upset by what someone said and it affected their day and their mood and their life and their mental health. And the fact is we have to recognize no matter what anyone says, they have no power over us. They really don't. It looks like they do, but they don't. How do I know? One day someone says something and it really bothers you. 
Another day they could say the same thing and it doesn't. What changed? Your state of mind, not what they said. One day you're driving in traffic and it bothers you. The next day you're in the same traffic and you're in a good mood and it doesn't. Was it the traffic making you feel a certain way? No. It's all just noise and it's sounds and vibrations. It's like athletes. A lot of times they'll think there's home court advantage. But then there are some athletes like Novak Djokovic. He said when people are booing, he imagines that they're cheering. So he's actually taking the sounds, converting them into a different meaning. And then his brain is now associating that meaning with something positive, not negative. So our reality is the result of our inner experience, our literally our brain firing synapses, creating this reality we're experiencing. I'm getting deep here. But once you understand that, you recognize, okay, the power is within me. And it's in the essence of who I am. And my job in life is to be more positive than the negativity that I face. Real positive. I'm loving. I'm kind. I'm supportive. And I'm not going to allow someone to bring me down. I'm going to make sure I lift others up. And again, I'm going to do it in a real authentic way. This is so great that you said this because it's easy to be positive when the people around you are experiencing it and they're being changed by it. But what about the people that aren't? Actually, as you were saying that, I was thinking even before you said that, oh, what about all the people that are, that are negative and going, I'm not changing. I had a principal who we, who we work with. We have an energy bus for schools program all around the country. And we work with her and she's one of our schools. And she said, I had a teacher that said to me, I've been here before you, I'll be here after you, and I'm not changing. And so we coached her and said, you focus on you. You focus on being a positive force. You be real, you be you. You create a culture that is so strong and positive that negativity cannot breed and grow. I said, energy vampires don't like the light. So keep shining and you'll see what happens. At the end of the year, that teacher went up to the principal and said, I can't do this anymore. This place is too positive for me and got off the bus. She said, I feel like I'm getting run over by the energy bus and that's why I'm not staying. So what was she saying? Oh, I won't change and be positive. I'm going to stay negative. And she was sabotaging everyone around her. One person can't make a team, but one person can break a team. And so in leaving, that morale of that school improved dramatically. And that teacher that was on another bus, unfortunately, ruining everyone else's ride there in that school. But Gandhi said, again, I will not let anyone walk through my mind with their dirty feet. That means I'm not going to allow your negativity to affect me. I'm going to realize I could affect and impact you. Do you know the carrot, the egg, and the coffee bean? Did you read my book on that at all? Yes. Yeah, because that's, yeah. I think that's a great example, like carrot, egg, and coffee bean. Like the life is is so often a, a big pot of boiling hot water. And when you put that carrot into boiling hot water, it gets weak, it gets softened. When you put the egg into that pressured environment, into all the negativity and stress, that egg gets a, you know gets hard. And you can be like the egg and get a hardened heart, bitter, angry, frustrated, and say, you know, I, I just don't care anymore. And there's a lot of people in life that have chosen to say, I don't care. You can be like the carrot and get weakened, fearful, anxious, and stressed. And so you can look at that situation, the environment, or the negative person and say, that person has power over me, and it will bring you down if you believe that. Again, it's a lie. It's not truth. You're believing the lie. If you know the truth, you could say, I'm going to be a coffee bean. A coffee bean, when, it, when it's put into boiling hot water, it transforms the water into coffee. And so it transforms the environment. The coffee bean, the power is inside to transform the environment it's in. And that is our power. We really do have that power. It doesn't look that way, but we do. You stay the course, you stay positive, you keep working that way, you keep impacting others. Over time, you watch. 
people will start to change around you. The environment will start to change. Again, it's a test. If you never were exposed to germs, you would never develop a healthy, strong immune system. We all need germs to, to fight off. And then we get what? Natural immunity. You know, something, right? That is, that, is, that is real. So you get natural immunity for everything we've ever faced. And once you get natural immunity, you become stronger. Well, same thing. Going against negativity and energy vampires give you, gives you a stronger immunity to ward them off in the future. I love that. And, you know, it's funny you brought up like natural because one thing, and I'm, I'm curious, John, if you've gotten this question before, and I guess I have to start off with, are you a coffee drinker? I'm not actually, I don't drink a lot of coffee. Okay. Okay. So this is a perfect question for you. So I always say, especially like as a dietitian, a lot of the times I'm working with people if they're like very over caffeinated to try to reduce their caffeine to be able to see that they can generate their own energy from their body and they don't need, I kind of call it like fake energy from caffeine. So let's kind of talk about like when people say, okay, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to have more energy. I'm going to drink a lot more coffee or they're finding that they're drinking multiple cups a day and they're like, oh, I have so much more energy. But like, again, (laughs) to me, it's like that fake energy because you will crash later versus like, just share with people that like you can generate your own energy without the caffeine. And you're a perfect example saying that you really don't drink coffee. I never but do. People actually. don't believe it. Like people don't believe it. <laughs> I don't drink coffee at all. You know, I get my energy. I go for a walk in the morning and I go for a walk. And while I'm walking, I'm practicing gratitude. And then as I'm practicing gratitude, I also start to pray. And I come back and I have so much energy I feel great. If if you ask monks who are who are meditating, when they're done, they feel energized. If you find people who pray and go to church after a worship song, they are energized. You have people who go dance with friends and they're dancing with friends. They are energized from the dancing. Even though they're dancing, they find energy from it. So we have energy factories, mitochondria in every single cell. And you have to make sure you're taking care of your mitochondria. And what the research is actually showing, I just had Chris Palmer, who wrote Brain Energy, a lot of people's mental health, he truly believes in the research is, is what's showing is that their, their mental health are being affected by all the sugar and all the, the metabolic processes of all these sugary, carbohydrate-rich diets that are affecting the mitochondria, which are our energy factories. And then in every brain, you have mitochondria and it's affecting our, our mental health because the brain is an antenna. And if you mess with the antenna, what happens is you now mess with the thoughts you're tuning into. So it makes sense. So, so I just think about that. Like we have to really get our energy from natural sources, the foods we eat, the water that we're drinking. And caffeine, while again, I don't think it's a bad thing because it comes from nope. nature. Yeah. It's meant to be used not every day and not as your energy source. Yeah. I think if a writer is sitting down to write and they want a little caffeine to give them a boost, yeah. they would do it. I would read about how Buddhist monks would meditate and they would drink some, do caffeine to energize their meditations is what I read in cer- certain things, certain situations. So I think if you're doing it for a little kick, a little boost, great. But if you're doing it every single day and this is your energy source, I think that's what you're talking about. This yeah. is not sustaining. Eventually it will drain you. And from what I understand, again, I'm not an expert in this, but it will drain your adrenals as well. And you'll, yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll no, lose a lot completely. of energy in the future. And, yeah. and you said it perfectly, John. We're not here knocking uh, caffeine or coffee. I had my yeah. cup this morning. 
It's more so to tell people, like you said it perfectly. If you find that caffeine is your energy source, like you, then we do need to cut back. And it's amazing when people do cut back and they tap into their own energy and they are taking, they're they're drinking their water, they're moving their body. They're like, wait, this is even better energy. Um, And then sometimes like that caffeine boost is just like a little extra. But I always find that so interesting is people are like, oh, yeah, I have a ton more energy. I had four cups of coffee today. I'm like, well, it's fake. Like, I just call it fake energy. Um, Try this. Try it. Take a a 10-minute walk Mm -hmm. after each meal. A 10 to 15-minute walk after each meal that you have, you will feel so energized in doing that. I think people are doing the caffeine because they're not exercising like they used to. They're not being active. They're not eating as healthy. And so they're needing the energy. I think if they would actually go back to sleeping better, taking the walks each day after after the meal, and then getting some really good exercise. I've been lifting weights for the past year and a half. I feel better than ever since I started lifting again. Like better than ever. I feel so much stronger, so much more powerful. Your body becomes a fat burning machine. And what is what is it when it burns fat? What is it getting? Energy. Mm-hmm. So you're, you literally become a burning machine that makes energy for yourself so you feel more energetic. I have like three podcasts today. I could have never done this a few years ago, but I could do it now because I'm in the best shape of my life, even at 52 years old. Yeah, no, and I love to put like little disclosure that if you're listening to this and you're like, all right, you know what? I am going to cut back my caffeine a little bit. Be prepared that like you may get a headache. You may not mm-hmm. feel good for a couple of days, but it will be temporary. Um, I want to make sure, John, we touch on your new book. So I saw on your Instagram, which I love, honestly, most things you post, I feel like that's almost like a little energy boost for me or just like a little boost of positivity. But you said that your new book, One Truth, the way you speak in it, right, or the way you wrote it is in a new way and the way that all your books hereafter will be. Can you t- tell me more a little bit about that or like what's different about One Truth and how you'll continue the rest of your career with it? Well, I don't think this will impact other books. Other books I write will be different. Yes. This book and this message is something I will be speaking about for the rest of my life and impacting people with it because the ideas are so new, so revolutionary. And it's a paradigm shifting book in terms of understanding how thoughts work and how thoughts affect our mental health. And there's a force that's always trying to divide and weaken us and separate us. Again, anxiety means divided, separate. Fear divides. Negative thoughts divide and separate us, whereas positive thoughts, love unites and connects us. So you're you're either connecting or dividing. Look at the world. People are feeling connected or disconnected. All mental health disorders move from oneness to separateness. As you move from oneness to separateness, you move from positive to negative. So if you look at people who have uh, mental health disorders, they have depression, anxiety, they feel disconnected. They feel, they feel isolated. They feel alone. They all report the same things. A narcissist actually also suffers from a lot of the mental health disorders as, as people with mental health issues. And a narcissist also reports feelings of separateness, isolation. So this really helps people understand you're either moving towards separateness or back to oneness and connection and wholeness. A team that is one team, united team, is a powerful team. A team that is separate and disconnected and divided is a weak team. A marriage is that that's connected is a strong marriage. A marriage that is disconnected 
and divided is a weak marriage. And so in our marriages, relationships are teams at work, our offices, our relationships with our clients, are we being connected and becoming one or we feel more and more separate and divided? And the same thing happens to us individually as well. Do we feel more divided and separate or do I feel one? Do I feel whole? Do I feel peace and joy and purpose and love or, and connection, confidence and courage? Or do I feel disconnected, anxious, mentally worried all the time, chronically stressed? All are symptoms of oneness or separateness the good or the bad, the positive or the negative, love or fear. So I explain this all in the book and it really is profound. Mm -hmm. And someone wrote today, this is John Gordon's opus. And I really do believe it's like my, it is my, it's my, my best work. It's my most important work. It's the most uh, thought provoking work I've, I've ever written. And yet people said they still can read it in like two days. Cause my books usually are, oh. are read very, very quickly. And they said the fact that I, someone said, I feel like you taught me how to be a Jedi in literally 130 pages in this world with to live with more power instead of feeling powerless. See, so many people feel powerless today. Mm -hmm. So many people are going through life fearful, worried, and chronically stressed and feeling powerless and like there's a hole in their soul. I see it. I talk to people. I have, I have talked to so many kids struggling. And by the way, I've helped all these kids I've talked to. Everyone I've talked to that taught them this from the book has literally turned them around. I've done this with professional athletes, college athletes, business leaders, CEOs, you name it. Everyone I've shared this with has been impacted by it. So I said, okay, I got to write this book. Now. And, and I wrote it and now it's coming out. And the whole goal is to help people live with power, with peace, with joy, with purpose, to live a more fulfilled life. And that is possible. That's, that's, not, a, that's not a fake promise. That is a real promise that people can actually count on if they read it and they start to implement the things that I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I can't wait to get my hands on it, John. And I have to second what you said about people can read your book so quickly. I mean, I've read The Energy Bus, Bus twice now. And it probably, yeah, it probably took me two days. Um, and I have young children, so that says a lot too. <laughs> um, but I also love like, it's still, there's usually a story within it. So it's also a fun read. Like even though, right, it's self-help because sometimes you read like, you know, I say, but it's, you read a, a book that's like helping yourself and it can be kind of boring. You're like, oh, but this, you know, this is my free time. I want something fun. Yeah. It's always the combination. It's the fun read and you're helping yourself. So I feel like you leave, you know, each day reading your books like more energized because you feel good about doing something for yourself. But you also had that time to kind of go off into another world still yes. and have that fun read. Um, well, I love reading. So I love, yeah. I love writing fables, by the way. Yeah. This one's not a fable, but I'm going to write a fable based on these principles in the one truth as well. So I, I've already got the I fable in mind and it is fun to write fables because, you know, people like training camps, a fable, my book, the carpenters, a fable, the steed about finding your purpose is a fun fable real fun. The soup is a fable. Shark and goldfish is a fable. Are you going to go through life being like a shark or a goldfish? I'm not going to tell people what, what that means, but it's a pretty cool analogy. So yeah, thanks for saying that. And uh, I hope people check out the books and benefit from them. And hopefully they were improved by the talk that we had today together. Yeah, no, I love it. And so John, we love to end every episode with a quick rapid fire Q&A. So first thing that comes to mind, um, just for our listeners to get to know you better, what is your favorite de-stressing practice or support tool? De-stressing, taking a walk. Yeah. 
Gratitude. Okay, so this, I don't know about, I don't know if we're going to get an answer to this one, but coffee or tea? I would do tea before coffee. Tea? Okay. What's, if you were to have tea, what would be, what would you have? What's your favorite kind? I don't even do tea anymore. I used to do it a lot, but, uh, but, but green tea, organic green tea. Love it. Um, what is your favorite home cooked meal? Ooh. You know, these days it's, it's, it's wild salmon with organic white rice fermented organic cabbage with some avocado. Oh, that sounds so good. I, I feel like more and more, those are the answers we're getting. It's like, I just want like a good piece of fish or a good steak, a yeah. veggie and a starch and I'm good. Uh, yeah. I love it. I do it. love like if you, like my old, my old favorites, you know, were like big ziti, eggplant parmesan. Yep. I grew up in a Jewish Italian family. So a lot of food, a lot of guilt, but a lot of great food. <laughs> Well, John, thank you so much. Where can people, you know, learn more about you? Obviously, you have your social pages. Um, they can get your new book. But where where's the best place to go to follow along with you? Go to johngordon.com, J-O-N Gordon.com or Twitter, Instagram at J-O-N Gordon 11. And then the new book is getonetruth.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, John. And I can't wait to read it. Hey, thanks, Kate. I appreciate you. This week's actionable step is to actively use John's strategy of learning to talk to yourself versus listening to yourself. Practice the habit day after day and see how differently you can feel from the beginning of the week. Thank you for listening to Naturally Well by Nordic Naturals. And remember, you can catch some of our episodes of the podcast on our Nordic Naturals YouTube channel. For something to do in between episodes, follow me on Instagram at livewellwithkate, where I typically live all my stories providing a variety of daily health and wellness tips. Naturally Well is hosted by myself, Kate Turner, and produced by Andrew Steven. If you have any questions, please send us an email at podcast at nordicnaturals.com, and we hope to answer your question on air. If you like the show, please tell a friend, share an episode, and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.